This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm called to be a leader. I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Championship Leadership Podcast. And today I'm really excited. We have Andrew Kla- uh, Kaplan. He's out of New York. Uh, Shattered the Mold podcast and his two most recent books, which I think we're going to kind of get into because they really play into each other really well. Is, uh The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. And uh, as well as uh, it doesn't matter what you're selling. And so uh, Andrew, I just appreciate you being here and taking some time to be with us here today. Thank you, man. Hey, Nate, the pleasure is all mine and uh, really excited to share some value with your audience, man. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm pumped that we're able to get this done. So the first question I do always like to ask, which is kind of just off the, I think there's, there's been one podcast so far where it hasn't happened, but that's all right. We're going to, we're going to hit it today. Championship leadership. What does that, what's that mean to you when you hear that? Hmm. Good question. I, I like that. I love the way you in, incorporate the name into the question. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I hear that and, and my brain actually goes in a lot of different directions. But if we're talking about like an instant reaction, it's about yeah. lead, leading to win. Because yeah. in yeah. the end, what, what other point is there to leading than to win? And that doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to be cruel about it or you've got to kill the competition or anything like that. It just yeah. means that you want a, a good outcome because um, that we're going off on a tangent already, but you know, if you're leading from a place of defensiveness and uncertainty and you're scared about losing something, you're already leading from a place of weakness and, and that's not the way to go. So I hear championship leadership. I'm like, okay, we've got a real focus on actually winning and doing something about it, which I imagine would lead to healthier moves. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, that's, that's great. It's, you know, and it doesn't even mean you're beating anyone necessarily, right? I mean, if you're really sticking to, to you and yourself, your company, whatever it is, right, whatever area of life that you're in, if you're focused on you and, and your goals, your outcomes, your vision, um, you know, maybe you are beating someone else and maybe you're not, but like winning uh, doesn't always have to be this win or loss type deal, right? Exactly. Um, 
Yeah. You know, not that I'm opposed to winning or beating anybody, because uh, you know, there's there's some there's some definitely some some great things that come out of that. Well, well. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because simultaneously, um, you know, and never from mean spirit, but there also has to be a willingness to win. I think yeah. sometimes uh, people they might feel bad about someone else getting hurt, but like if your intention is not to hurt someone, you're just doing your thing you're going to win and yeah. that's, that's just the way it goes. And you never want to feel bad about from that, about that because only from your place of strength, can you be a benefit to others anyway? Yeah. Well, uh, tell us, tell us a little bit more about you. Tell the listeners a little bit more about your, you, your story and, and uh, how you've gotten to where you are today. You got the podcast, you got, you know, many books, but the, the, the last two that I mentioned here that we, that we're going to maybe dive into a little bit deeper. Like how did, how did you get, how did you arrive where you're at today, man? What's yeah. Wow. It's, <laughs> well, uh, we'll have to start timing <laughs> the five hour mark, but uh, <laughs> I love it. I'll try to go quick. Well, I mean, I'll say this. Um, yeah. I was an entre- entrepreneur and that's sometimes I say that and I almost hear myself being pretentious, but I mean, come yeah. on, that's not pretentious. Um, I was an entrepreneur at uh, 21, 22 years old, like right out of college, I got a quick job for like 10 months just to build up startup capital. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about venture capital or, or getting something from someone else. I'm like, let me start some money on my own. So yeah. I know what it's like to kind of run a business and, and be on your own at in society standards today, a very young age. And, you know, I've kind of taken my licks like anybody else. And that first business kind of ended in, uh, 2008. I, you know, from that point, I kind of went back into a nine to five job situation, but then made a lot of side hustles. So I'm, I'm kind of like all over the place. And I know what it feels like to be working for someone else. And I know what it feels like to be working for myself. And yeah. even when I'm working for someone else, I know what it's like to be middle management. I know what it's like to lead what's like to follow. And for me, my, my journey's just been about keeping my head above the water while pursuing my interests and really trying to come to a place where I'm really comfortable with myself and what I'm doing because, you know, life can get, life can be really long and really boring if you're not fulfilled. So um, that, that's always been a goal of mine. And, and really I'm in a good place right now. Like um, the, the book I just, you know, the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read that came out uh, like less than a month ago. And we're not even a year removed from it doesn't matter what you're selling. So I'm getting pretty prolific with this stuff and, and really excited about releasing these books and of course, about you know sharing my views on Shattered the Mold podcast. Yeah, so well, you know, tell us like what what does fulfill you? You know, doing what you were like. It's yeah, dig, let's dig deeper. Yeah, man. Well, you know, it's it's so funny, <clears throat> and I guess you make assumptions that you're kind of speaking for someone else when you say this, but it's kind of like you know when I think when you get into business for yourself, then automatically you have to learn how to do sales. And sales lends itself to, you know, positive thinking, positive mindset, um, you know, so that we're going into the area of thinking strategically from a psychological standpoint. So you end up learning about copywriting and marketing, but also you end up reading books like Think and Grow Rich. And then you end up reading something like The Secret if you kind of go and you follow that rabbit hole. So it's, it's really what jazzes me up is, is growth and expansion and, you know, making helping people figure things out and sort through things so that they can kind of expand their own life whether that's making more money or or doing anything else that 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 kind of feels like it's missing for them that's what jazzes me up cool man what's um 
we'll, we'll get into it a little bit with with these books. I know you, you mentioned in the beginning before we started recording, like these mm-hmm. these two really tie in in very well to each other. So, what is it about these two books that really tie in, and, and probably more importantly, like how can they really impact the listeners and the readers? Yeah, and it's, it's funny. It's kind of like a, a personal stamp of pride that they actually do tie in, in the sense that people you would hear both books and you would hear what they're both about, and you're like what could these possibly have to do with one another? And it's really the theme, and, and you're right, what we were talking about before, <clears throat> if you take something like, like marketing or sales, and then you take something like the law of attraction, the thing that they both have, the common thread, is that there's an overabundance of information out there, and people by nature and analysis of paralysis, they end up overconsuming and overwhelming themselves. And not actually even being able to make moves. So it doesn't matter what you're selling was kind of like this answer of like, listen, I know there's a thousand marketing books out there and I know that they're all good, but if you're, if you're overwhelmed and you just want to be able to finally act, read this book, it'll give you the six moves that you need to actually sell and market for your business. And last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read was that same thing. Um, because again, there's so many law of attraction books and people read them all and, and they never actually take action and do like the, the manifestation exercises. So I wanted to use my marketing psychology through that book to sell people on the idea and reframe things of, here's how you actually do the exercises and how you actually enjoy them because it's only through your consistency that you're gonna do anything anyway. So the whole goal of that book was to get people out of their own way so that they actually could do the things that they've known about for years without stumbling over themselves and kind of like beating themselves up and never feeling like they get any uh, traction or momentum. Yeah, that's a big piece, right? I mean, people are so in their own heads and, uh, you know, we see that all the time, especially in what we do inside of the coaching and, and working with business owners and, and entrepreneurs and, and uh, you know, it's, it all starts there. And so that's an important piece to it. And, and then before they can even go and take the action that, that is necessary, that is, is required, um, you know, it's, I don't know, it's like one of those age old things that I don't, I don't think is ever going to go away, right? It's um, not, it's not. And, <laughs> and you know, I, the reason I, obviously it's my own personal opinion, but I feel that I speak to it. Well, the reason being I've been there just like everyone else. I know what it's like to procrastinate to the point where I hate myself. I know what it's like to kind of sit there staring at a computer screen, wondering why am I not taking action right now? I'm, I'm bored. I don't even want to like watch Netflix right now. I'm bored. Why? I, I want to do something. Why is it not happening? So because I've done such a deep dive and I figured out a few things along the way, like that's the kind of thing I like to help people solve, which we know also, you know, kind of lends itself into leadership because part of leading is motivating and part of motivating is understanding the mindset of the people that are, uh, that you're responsible for and getting, helping them get out of their own way without them feeling like there's resistance to the way that you're trying to lead them. Yeah. I think that's a big, big piece to it. When you talk about the leadership is, um, you know, I think the great leaders, they've kind of, they're able to relate to the people that they are working with, that they're leading. And, um, you know, if, if you're not, if you don't have those experiences and you can't have that, or if you, uh, if you're coming from this place of like insecurity where you got to look like you're, you're right all the time. And like, you have all the answers, um, that's so ineffective as well. And so I think it's so important that, that as a championship leader, like you do have those experiences. You have been there, just like you're saying, man, I've been there before. Like I've, I've done the deep dive on myself. And so now I'm able to like, when it happens, have a little uh, empathy for them. And then you, you can know exactly where they're at, but also, you know, how to help them to move through that. And, yeah. you know, when you're a leader, championship leader, like it's getting, 
a bunch of people to follow you uh, in the same direction that, that you want the team to go. And uh, you know, it's, 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 it's done so many different ways by so many different people. And yet, uh, you know, there's no one way to do it, right? <clears throat> exactly. And you know, it's, it's interesting. There's so many challenges when you talk about leadership. And you kind of uh, mentioned a little bit along these lines as you were just talking. I think sometimes people, they feel like, you know, how am I going to do this? I always got to look like I've got it together. And then they hear a thing like, well, if you're real with your people, they'll respect you more and they'll trust you more and they'll follow you more. And I've noticed while that's good advice, sometimes people take it to a further extent and like, okay, if they see my faults, they're going to follow me. So let me unnecessarily tell them about faults <laughs> that don't even matter. Yeah, right. So I, I think the happy balance with that is when you screw up, you own up to it. But until yeah. the screw up happens, you don't want to intentionally bring something in the mix as a manipulative tactic because then they're going to lose confidence without it like even being necessary. There's definitely a line there. Right. And yes. you know, I mean, that's where I think there's kind of the art of leadership of just people just kind of know how to lead versus like, yeah, I mean, you can become a better leader as well. Uh, you can learn how to be a better leader, but yeah, there's just some intuitive pieces to that where the great leaders, they just, they know where the line is and, and uh, they can, they can kind of maybe manipulate it from that point. But but yeah, don't just go and like let everything out to your team unnecessarily, right? Exactly. <clears throat> who, who are some uh, leaders, coaches, mentors that have really impacted you directly, indirectly um, as you've uh, come through life? And, and really more importantly, like what are some of the things, the traits, the characteristics that you've taken from each one of those uh, to help mold you into who you are, the leader that you are? Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because – um, <clears throat> I, I couldn't give you any names that would be associated with leadership per se. Like me, I'm, I, I learned so much from a gentleman named Eben Pagan. And some people are very familiar with him and some people aren't. But he was like this, this master marketer and he, he took on a different name and, and went into like the dating advice space. And he's done so many things. And I've learned so much in terms of human psychology because I think leadership is psychology. So, so he's a huge influence in that regard. Um, I'm trying to like, I've read so many random leadership books and psychology books that I couldn't even point out to the name. It's been like one big blur. So that's really the name that kind of off the top of my head. Uh, most other people, they've been people in my life that no one else would, would under recognize their name or anything like that. Um, yeah, you, know, I mean, just, you know, the name's really not important. It's more yeah. so like, you know, what are some of the things that you've learned some, from some great leaders that have impacted you? And, uh, you know, how, right. how have you taken that and put, you know, kind of in your tool belt, right? <laughs> Right. Well, the number one thing off the top of my head is definitely uh, ownership. And because again, like it's something that you can't fake. You can't fake whether you're actually owning something or not. If you pretend you are, people will see right through it because people hear sincerity in your voice and they also hear a lack of sincerity in your voice. Yeah. Um, so I've definitely learned a lot about taking ownership. And the other thing is really, um, you know, again, it's such a cliche, but I've learned just, you know, being able to walk in someone else's shoes. And that's uh -huh. even if you disagree with them. And like, a one, like, I think one of the best tactics, especially here we are at the end of 2019, if you want to challenge yourself to actually see if you could walk in someone else's shoes, I want you to find someone that's on the complete polar opposite of your politics and try to legitimately see things from their viewpoint. So if you love Trump, try to see it from the person that hates Trump. And if you hate Trump, try to see it from the perspective of the person who loves Trump. <clears throat> because if you can successfully pull that off, 
you're guaranteed know that you actually know how to walk in someone's shoes because yeah. there's such polarization out there and so many narratives and so many opinions and viewpoints that no one wants to let go of. And it's like the ultimate challenge with the ultimate payoff. Yeah, it's a great, great example, definitely, especially with the, the political uh, aspect, especially with Trump nowadays and everything else, that uh, people are very tied up in their beliefs and, and, and uh, you know, who they believe in, who they don't. But it is such a powerful thing. You know, we talk about this all the time. We call it the power of relating. And just really, when you can get to a place in life where you really are looking at things from other people's perspectives consistently mm. all the way around, something happens, they say something, you don't quickly go to judgment, but you're just like, man, I, w I wonder what had them say that, or I wonder what's going on for them. And, and as a leader, I think that's so powerful because when you can do that and you can kind of take step, you can slow life down a little bit and take a step back and not just be constantly in reaction mode. Um, it's just so powerful to be able to do that because uh, yeah. I don't know. It's that's definitely something that takes practice and some awareness to do to implement. <clears throat> yeah, and and the good news and simultaneously the bad news is there's layers to it. Meaning it's possible <clears throat> to see it's from to see something else from someone else's point of view, but still not agree with them yet. Yeah, you don't you have know? to take the truth on, right? Yeah, yeah you know. <clears throat> The only thing that you need to do is actually understand where they're coming from because that's how you can understand how to communicate with them, which is the whole point. It isn't yeah. about changing your mind. It's about understanding their mind. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, you know, uh, we talk a lot about vision in the podcast because I think great leaders have great, not only do they have a great vision, but they also like, man, they just, they'll execute, they'll, they'll move on that vision and they'll kind of be a few steps ahead of the game. Like you, you look at football coaches, you know, they're the greats, the Bill Belichick's and the Nick Saban's are always kind of like a little bit of step, a step or two ahead of the, the rest of the competition when it comes to having the vision and staying fresh. Like what's, what's the vision for you inside of what you've been doing and what you're up to and the impact you want to make? Right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up football because I think that's the, the perfect analogy or metaphor or whatever the right word is for, for the way this answer is going to be. Because if you want to score a touchdown, you could throw the ball or you could run the ball. You could do like there's more than one way to do it. In fact, you notice people, they don't do one or the other. They do both successful teams or any pro team. So in terms of the vision, I think it's very important to, you know, do a visualization exercise where you just have the end goal in mind and you let your subconscious, which is one of the, the most powerful supercomputer ever imagined, it's going to put a lot of pieces together for you without you having to do it. And then simultaneously, you're also pushing the ball forward uh, toward the goalpost or towards the end zone by trying to think more strategy and trying to think specific moves. So some people do one or the other. I say, you know, you do both because it's possible that through your daily visualization of the end goal, something's going to click in your mind that's going to give you a better step than you were thinking of consciously to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So what, um, what does that play into for you as far as like where you're going and where you're headed? Right, so for me, like my main vision right now, it's, it's, so, it's almost silly because I, when I get book sales of it doesn't matter what you're selling, like I'm grateful, but because I just did uh, the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, I get so much more jazzed with that. And yeah. I've got this, like, this little vision of that's going to sell a million copies. Like that's yeah. what I'm going for. And yeah. basically I'm building a lot of my business through that. Like my vision for 2020 is just to sell a lot of that book and use that content for that market to help those people because those people are so predisposed to thinking positively. It really enables me and puts me in a good position to give them a lot of momentum. 
Um, the other vision, like, like Shatter the Mold, like the podcast, believe it or not, I don't have much of a vision for that other than being open to having really interesting, helpful conversations for people who listen to it. Mm-hmm. So the, the huge motivation is on the book and the loose, like, let's see where this goes motivation and vision is on the podcast. Yeah, great. <clears throat> How long have you been uh, at the podcast? I started this one in March and I did like a test run a year ago, a um, year and a half ago on a different one, just playing around. So this one yeah. where I'm actually being more intentional and, and trying to yeah. book guests and doing like, I've been going at that for, for since March. Okay, great. Yeah. Love it. What's, um, you know, I talk about this a lot too, turning points, critical decisions, you know, critical moments inside of your life. Mm. What is one or two? Usually there's, you know, we all have them and usually there's one or two that really stick out to people that just like, you know, there was this critical moment where had you gone left instead of right, you could be completely somewhere different inside of your life. But yet, you know, you, you took that road less traveled. You listened to the voice, you listened to your gut, whatever it is that you might call it, or you just believed in yourself, you had the faith and, and you took that leap. Like what is a moment inside of your life that you can share? Because I, it's just so powerful for listeners because we all have them. Some of them might be in that <laughs> moment right now and not sure what to do. It's right. just so good to hear the people and, and, after they've, they've made that decision, they went for it and it works out. <clears throat> right. Well, so there's so many and they're all huge, like 99% of them are in the face of adversity, like overwhelming adversity. The one oh. that really sticks to mind. And this, by the way, is why I'm, I'm so into my new book. And like, even if you don't buy into the law of attraction, that's cool. I mean, it's all about like healthy mindset and your, your brain's going to put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. But uh, years back when I ended my first company, within three days of having to pull the plug on that, uh, my girlfriend of like over three years broke up with me over text. Oh man. It's like, what a rough week, right? Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you know, everyone responds differently. Um, yeah. And for me, it's like, it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go full throttle with like these, these law of attraction exercises and methods that I know about. And I'm going to go full throttle with my strategy of like getting out there and making money. So basically I just made a comeback. I'm like, I'm trashing this, this company right now. I'm, I'm completely throwing that away. And, um, I just basically went all in with so many things. And like within three months, I was in a new better relationship. Within four months, I was making more money than ever before in my life at that point consistently. And uh, like six months later, man, I had a completely new life. And through that, like I started working out. Um, I got in the best shape of my life. I actually lost 25 pounds in seven weeks without trying. Yeah. And I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to lose weight. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I was just doing martial arts. And um, it's like, that's the beauty of it that I like, learned from that is, when you kind of just get fed up and you say like, I'm not stopping, I'm just going to like go full throttle in a specific direction. Even if you end up like hitting your head against the wall and having to take a new direction, things are still going to happen. And you're going to actually going to wake up weeks or months later, like, Oh my God, how do I accomplish X, Y, and Z? I didn't even see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's, it's important to hear that because you know, in those moments, many times the decision, the the other opposite decision is like, man, you could just allow it to just completely control you and your lack of uh, movement towards anything. And, and I think you hear those stories more often than not. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's important to hear that and I uh, appreciate yeah. you sharing that, man. And if I, can um, share, I just want to share a little more of that nature. So they give a little extra value just because yeah. I don't want to front. Um, it's not like I, I was in a good mood, man. I was waking up depressed every single day. Yeah, um, no, it was, great. It yeah. was through that, that I like, I like accepted, like, this is going to suck for the next couple of weeks or months. I don't care. And yeah. I only say that because I think sometimes people hear that and they respond something differently and they're crushed. It's yeah. like, everyone's crushed. Keep yeah. going anyway, because like there's, yeah. there's, 
the only thing you can do is work in spite of it so that you feel better sooner rather than later. Yeah, no, that's definitely important uh, to, to know that, right? Like it wasn't like, oh, you're just, you're just happy and excited about everything else in your life and you just like made this complete turnaround. So yeah. Yeah, no sunshine and rainbows for, <laughs> for a couple of months there, but it was fine, right. man. That's how it goes. Yeah, and you know. It's part of life, unfortunately, but we just know the more we equip ourselves and when things are going well, you know, we just know that things aren't always going to be that way, whether it's, it's a loss of job or it's, it's financial hurt. It's, uh, you know, it's illness, it's a loss of a loved one, whatever it might be like those things are going to happen. And I think the more that we can prepare ourselves and equip ourselves and take care of ourselves and continue to grow, the more capable we are to really stand in those moments and, and handle them a little bit better as well. And especially as a leader, that's, that's important because man, when you're in the top of the <laughs> top of the ship, like people are looking to you to do that. Yeah. And you know, you're going to get challenges to your leadership also. And the person that's kind of coming up on your six there, it's going to seem like they're on top of the book, on top of the world and they're flawless, but they are struggling and they're crying themselves to sleep every night, trying to figure out how they're going to get over on you. Like yeah, right. never 90% of the people around you are very adept at making things look better than they are. And the yeah. other 10% are making things look worse because they're drama Queens. But <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, don't be fooled so by that, that happy photo on Facebook because that couple that's like, looks like perfect. They were mm -hmm. pissing and moaning and arguing uh, five minutes before they took that shot, trying to get the perfect lighting. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. <clears throat> or the kids weren't uh, cooperating or whatever it was. Right. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Exactly. Hey, as we start to wrap this up, like uh, what are one or two things that you could share with us, uh, the listeners that they could take and, and implement into their life today to help them move forward? So, I mean, the direction I'm going with, especially in a new book is you want to find any way possible to enjoy whatever you're doing habitually. Um, so again, like a visualization exercise, some people do it, because they think it'll train their brain to do better and, and get results. And that's good, but you also want to do it for the sake of doing it and feeling good. Whatever you do, make sure you're actually enjoying it because only that way is your willpower going to hold up and you're actually going to stick with your routine. So whatever you got to do to find a good way, do it. Um, and the other thing I would say is just, you know, be kind and patient with yourself. Don't beat yourself up because you know, you're all you've got. You're the only one who's really always going to like be there in your corner. So the best thing you can do is be as forgiving yourself as possible because you're going to make mistakes. You've, it sucks to hear. And I, I never, I don't like when people tell me this, but you got to treat it as, as learning moments because that's the only way you're going to get going in the positive direction anyway. So just, yeah. it sucks, but you deal with it. And that's yeah. how life gets better for you. I love it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. What, uh, what are a few ways we can find out more about you, your books and everything else that you have going on your podcast? Yeah, thanks for asking. I mean, if, if anyone wants to check out the podcast or uh, an easy link to the Amazon uh, page for It Doesn't Matter What You're Selling, you can just go to shatterthemoldpodcast.com. And uh, if you're interested in the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read, just search those words on the Amazon website and it'll come right up. And uh, obviously, I'm, <laughs> I wrote it, so I highly recommend both. But, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Man. I'm, I'm hoping some of that will give value to somebody out there. Yeah, I love it. We'll get those linked up too for you and uh, so that they can find them easily. And I uh, appreciate you being here today, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I had a great time and I can tell that you know what you're doing and uh, I could only imagine how many awesome lessons you've got over there. Yeah, thank you. No five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say. 
Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriages never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm gonna lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. <laughs> if I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, babe.